So what are the nine spiritual gifts according to the Holy Spirit? And we're really going to go into uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you guys haven't already watched the prior episodes, we really broke down just the foundation and some keys around the spiritual gifts. We did a big overview around all the different gifts the Holy Spirit gives. Today, we're going to go into the nine spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. And our text today is going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 10. And it says this, For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Now, we see in this verse, there are different spiritual gifts. There's actually nine, and I'm just going to read them out. We're going to go and we're going to break it down in order. Now, mind y'all, we're going to talk about this based on how the Holy Spirit's going to lead, but I'm going to give a lot of references in the New Testament from each gift. We're going to go into scripture. A lot of them is going to be in the book of Acts, and I just want to show you guys these gifts that are being used according to the book of Acts and what we see. So the nine gifts, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Yes, we're going to go through all nine today. And if you guys have any questions, we'll definitely uh, see what we can do, send resources your way. A lot of people talk about these gifts and something I want to share before I dive in into any one of these is these gifts have not ceased. And I talked about this in one of our episodes, how they have not ceased. These gifts are still active. They're still alive. And I'm telling y'all, if you just continue to press in, seek God, be prayerful with your study and seeking scripture, the Holy Spirit will reveal this to you. It is only the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. It is our teacher, our guide, our comforter, our revelator. Okay, so really, I want to just encourage y'all that these gifts are still active and these gifts are still alive. Now, as we talk about this, some I might talk more about others. Doesn't mean I favor one over the other. I just want to really be led as the Holy Spirit leads us. So let's talk about the first gift, which is the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. We'll kind of talk about this topic in general. Word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. And we'll see this, okay? And again, these gifts might be you being used. And again, this is all under the power of the Holy Spirit. The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. A word of wisdom is a future event that the uh, Holy Spirit reveals onto you on a specific situation, maybe somebody's situation. It's a word given by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, of a future event that might occur. The word of knowledge is based on something that is taking place in their life today, okay, on their specific situation. A good example of this is in uh, the book of John, John chapter 4, where Jesus has a word of knowledge on this Samaritan woman at the well that he met situation with their significant other, right? And she was like, oh, I perceive you're a prophet. And she come to realize that she met the coming prophesied Messiah right then and there, okay? So that's a word of knowledge based on her situation. And there's a word of wisdom based on people's uh, future situation. That's the difference between the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. This is really operating also in the prophetic. And again, this can only come from the Holy Spirit, okay? 
We're not tapping in into any type of wisdom or knowledge coming from other things in this world. We're talking about biblical foundations when it comes to tapping into the prophetic and understanding a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. I'll give you guys one example in scripture, and it's actually in Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, you're going to see Ananias and Sapphira, husband and wife, and Peter operating in both the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. And there's several uh, different examples all throughout scripture, but I, I just want to give you guys this. In Acts 5, verse 1, it says this, But a certain man named Ananias with uh, Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back part of his proceeds. His wife also being aware of it, threw a certain part and laid it to the apostles' feet. Verse 3, But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it was remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Why have you conceived these things in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to God. So much revelation in that. Something I want to encourage y'all is this was a word of knowledge on his situation. Okay, on Ananias' situation, knowing that he lied about the possession, right? And keeping keeping part of it. And the Peter's like, you didn't lie to men. You lied to God. And God knows everything. <laughs> Verse five, then Ananias hearing these things fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose, wrapped them up, carried him out and buried him. Verse seven, now it happened about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said, how is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. We see a word of wisdom of what's about to take place, okay, because of the situation that took place. And Peter, in verse uh, 10, then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. The young men came and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all those who heard these things. Now, again, this is Peter operating in the prophetic understanding, hey, I know what's actually going on by the spirit, but you tell me, right? And Ananias, Sapphira, they both agreed and look what happened. So there's so many uh, instances where people would use this uh, specific scripture in Acts 5 for so many different teachings. I want to share it from a perspective on operating out of the gifts, which is a word of knowledge based on someone's situation and then a word of wisdom based on someone's future situation, okay? All coming from the Holy Spirit. I really want to emphasize that so you guys don't get confused and you guys understand that this is all coming directly from the power of the Holy Spirit, amen? Now, let's talk about this, the third gift, because we just talked about word of wisdom and word of knowledge. The third gift is what? Faith. It is faith. Now, this is the only one where I'm going to show you guys with Jesus because I believe they're the apostles in the book of Acts. They had so much faith in Jesus. They preached Jesus, the resurrection. I mean, you had to have a lot of faith in the book of Acts to be able to understand that, hey, we are doing this and we're putting our life at risk. Even though society, culture, the norm, we have to be. And this is the pioneers of the, they call them the way, right? In the book of Acts, the, the way, which is pretty much modern day Christians. And now... They had so much faith that they were all willing to die for the name of Christ, for his sake. Apostle Paul, Peter, John, all the apostles that were expanding the territory. And it tells us in Romans that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So there's levels to this. 
But there's people that just have a gift of faith where they just have faith. I want to be around people that have this gift of gift of faith that when I'm praying something into fruition, by faith, that gift of faith activating, and when two or three just touch and agree, just come to agreement, I believe by our faith, we're able to move mountains. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 10, there's this centurion servant that um, is asking for healing, right? For not himself, but he, again, he's a centurion servant. And Jesus replies in verse 10, Matthew 8, 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have found not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So there's this act of having great faith, but also faith is a spiritual gift. We need these people in the body of Christ because it is our faith, right? By your faith, you have been healed. You'll see that a lot through the healings and signs and wonders uh, that G Jesus was doing all throughout his ministry. It was because of their faith that they were healed. In Mark chapter two, there's this paralyzed man. It was because of the people's faith that carried him. Their faith, the, the scriptures say, their faith allowed his healing. So you're telling me that even your relationships, you can't have... Uh, the right relation if you don't have the right relationships around you, you there might be some hindrances or blockings from blessings and healing around because of their faith it's possible amen faith is a gift it is a spiritual gift that is so needed and people's faith you'll see people that have faith like a mustard seed that believe the impossible there might not be enough money in the bank but by their faith they believe god will provide you need these people around in order to accelerate and expand ministry it is because of our faith and remember, faith can grow, faith can increase, amen? So the third gift that we're talking about that I just shared was the gift of faith. Gift number four. Gift number four is the gifts of healing, the gifts of healing. In Acts chapter 28, I believe Apostle Paul at this point, he's in Malta, okay? So this is towards the end of the book of Acts. And I'm just gonna read this verse seven to eight or 7 to 10, Acts 28, starting at verse 7. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. And they also honored us in many ways. And when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. Apostle Paul healed, from what I'm looking, pretty much like a whole island, a whole city. And this is the gifts of healing that takes place. And this is needed, right? I'm not talking about no name it and claim it, grab it and blab it. You know, I put my hand and it's going to, you know, rub it and God's going to do it. It's like, this is a spiritual gift that is given to people in the body that genuinely only God can use them to really heal. Okay. I believe in prosperity. I believe in abundance. I believe in healing. I believe in miracles. And the gifts of healing was used by Apostle Paul. He was healing people, their fever. It says this in verse eight, and it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery paul went into him and prayed and he laid his hands on him and he healed him so beautiful and then he just kept going all throughout the island just healing people this is a spiritual gift and this is evident that us as believers we carry this why because we all carry the holy spirit now if you guys talk or were listening to our our, our past 
uh, episodes on just the spiritual gifts. God gives these gifts as he wills. So we're not out here begging God for a specific gift that isn't uh, really part of his will, that isn't really ordained by God. We only want it to exalt ourselves. That's not how it's going to work. God gives according to how he wills and how he wants us to function based on certain circumstances. Certain uh, situations and circumstances. That's how God moves. So we see Apostle Paul healing, and we see healings all throughout the uh, the Bible. It happens both in Old and in New Testament. So this isn't a, a uh, out of the ordinary thing. I've seen healings in person as well. There's countless times where we see healings take place right before our very eyes. The doctor said it was impossible, but with God, anything is possible. Okay, He specializes in the impossible. So that is number four, the gifts of healings in the spiritual gifts. Number five is miracles. Number five is miracles, okay? You ever get around those people that whenever they're around, just unusual miracles that are good reports just take place, like just miracles and blessings start to flow. A miracle is, to me, it's something that doesn't make sense in the natural. It's a miracle. <laughs> That's really it. Like, it, you, the natural ma- mind can't conceive or can't understand uh, something that just took place. That is a miracle. <laughs> Acts 19, verse 11. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Your hands can do unusual miracles. This, again, is a gift. It's a spiritual gift under the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 12. So that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Praise the Lord. We believe here at Simply Uncaged that even our own items, right? You get a wood piece from like an uh, for an unsaved loved one that just says, you know, God bless you, or you know, this is our home. Whatever you want to put on it, and we personalize that stuff, right? And we believe by faith that if you gift these things to even unsaved loved ones, unusual miracles will take place. And we see that this is biblical according to Acts nineteen. And Apostle Paul, that handkerchiefs and aprons were so anointed that they had that that healing and that miracle that took place to heal people and miracles were being done. Things that didn't make sense in the natural were taking place. This is how God works. So unusual miracles is what took place by the hands of Paul. That even clothing, handkerchiefs, aprons, garments were healing people and diseases were leaving. Like I'm telling y'all, like drying up. The, that well of sickness and disease in people's life in Jesus' mighty name, okay? So number five is miracles. This is a spiritual gift, amen? That was number five. Now, number six is prophecy. Number six is prophecy. Now, we could talk so much about prophecy in general. Um, there's the office office of prophets, right, where they have a specific authority that when God downloads a word in their spirit, they have authority to be able to share that. Um, and then you have the people that just operate in the prophetic that, again, the Holy Spirit can use whoever they want to use. Operating in the prophetic could just be what we talked about with the first couple gifts was a word of wisdom on someone's life, a word of knowledge on someone's current circumstance or situation in their specific life. This is operating off the gift of prophecy, or maybe it's a future event, right? That God has downloaded in your spirit that you understand and you see. This is how God is going to use people to operate in the prophetic. It's so needed. And let me just tell y'all, everything that's connected to prophecy, all that's connected to prophecy, 
leads back to the revelation of who Jesus is. So if it doesn't really, uh, re if it doesn't lead back to the revelation of who Jesus Christ is, I don't think it's prophecy, or at least true prophecy according to biblical foundation and scripture, because there's false prophecy, right? Prophecy can take place in all these things and operating in the prophetic. And really, it's just how the Holy Spirit wants to use you, whether you have a word, God downloaded something through a dream, a vision, and he wants you to be able to release it, right? He's poured it into you. And now it's like, okay, when do I release it? And it's all God given. It's all given by the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that's why this is a spiritual gift, which is prophecy. Amen. Number six is prophecy. We can go so much more into it. I just want to encourage y'all and just give you a foundation around that. Hallelujah. Number seven. Number seven is discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. And we see this in Acts 16, 16. And I'm just going to read 16 to 18, these verses in Acts 16. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God who pro pro proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days, but Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he came out of that very hour. This is just one instance in different instances in the Bible of being able to discern spirits. He knew this spirit wasn't of God. I mean, Paul had so much patience I know it says that he was greatly annoyed, but he had so much patience because this person was just an, literally annoying them for a couple of days, just following them around, right? Operating and possessed with what the Bible says in verse 16, a spirit of divination. Divination comes from that Greek word puthon, which is really python. So this is a python spirit. We have videos on this channel sharing about the python spirit, but it is a spirit of divination that was possessing this young girl. And it used that that's that those spirits but it, it it did it through the means of what fortune telling to gain profit and that was their business right and it says and she did this for many days where she was just shouting and shouting and pretty much annoying him and that's why paul apostle paul was greatly annoyed he turned and he commanded that spirit to come out when you know a spirit is not from god again discerning of spirits because we must test every spirit is what the bible tells us we need to know how to handle these spirits Welcome to spiritual warfare. Welcome to learning about deliverance and us being delivered ourselves, rescued from evil. Welcome to having more discernment. I mean, it's called discerning of spirits. Discernment because not everybody that says God or Jesus is from the Lord or Jesus or is operating out of the, 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 the Holy Spirit. So we must discern and test spirits. Amen. That gift of discerning of spirits is so crucial. We are continuously sharing with y'all and the the right way to increase this is just continue to read more scripture studying to show yourself approved a deeper prayer life a relationship with the holy spirit amen number seven was discerning of spirits last two as we are uh, talking about the nine spiritual gifts the, the last two gifts are uh, number eight and nine which is tongues and the interpretation of tongues now there's a lot of controversy this is probably one of the top five controversies in the body of Christ, when it comes to doctrine and how the Holy Spirit moves, I'm just going to give y'all what 1 Corinthians 12 is telling you. And I just I just pretty much shared earlier that these gifts have not ceased. Now, is there demonic tongues? Amen. Are there people that twist this and create doctrines around it? Of course. Okay. 
That's why we got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I'm always asking God for more clarity and more wisdom around these topics. Let me just give you all in Acts chapter 2, verse 3 to 4, as we talk about these last two, uh, tongues and interpretation of tongues, these spiritual gifts. Then there appeared to them, um, as div- to them, divided tongues as a fire. And one sat up upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, this was evidence that they were speaking with other tongues. Now, if you look it up in the Greek, it talks about tongues, talks about like other dialects, okay? So first thing is I do believe in praying and speaking in tongues. I do believe in the the Holy Spirit it is evidence of the Holy Spirit. But personally, just kind of going out here, and again, people can agree or disagree on these. I don't believe that you need to speak in tongues to be saved. That's a whole nother thing we could talk about when it comes to salvation, okay? That's just my personal beliefs. I believe I know some Holy Spirit-filled people that don't speak in tongues and they feel condemned because they don't. And it's like, don't force it, but let the Holy Spirit flow through it, okay? Be filled in Jesus' name. And then there's the interpretation of tongues where people believe that you can't speak in tongues unless you interpret tongues. There's a difference. And again, before, before I even go too deep into this, I don't want this to get too controversial with people, but I have to be bold with this. There's a difference between praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, and preaching and teaching and talking in tongues. Imagine if pastor was just uh, teaching a whole sermon in tongues. It would bring no profit. That's why, obviously, during that time, Apostle Paul was sharing, there needs to be an interpreter if someone's going to be preaching it. But when someone's just praying in tongues and laying hands and operating in the spirit of God, I, I truly believe there is no need for interpretation. Now, we can go into a deeper study on this. I've done a lot of studies on this uh, with the tongues and the interpretation of tongues. There's, again, a lot of controversy. But something that we can all agree on is that it is a spiritual gift. It is listed here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It is alive. It is active. They are still being uh, used today. And it's still here today. They have not ceased. Okay. Acts chapter 2 is just a good place on it. Again, Acts chapter 2 also talks about the Joel prophecy where on in these last days, the Spirit is going to pour upon all flesh. Okay, all flesh. So that is number eight and nine, tongues and interpretation of tongues. Praise God, y'all. We got through them all. I'll make sure that I link the notes below. We do that pretty much in most of our podcast. I'll link those below. Timestamps, if you guys want to go back and send these to, to people, get more clarity. Let me know in the comments if you guys uh, have other instances where you've studied and then you're like, hey, this is the gifts of healing. This is the gifts of the word of, of wisdom. This is miracles also taking place in the Bible. Okay, This is a gift of faith that is being activated because of someone's faith. There's so many instances, and I love the book of Acts because it's our blueprint on how we should be moving as a church in these last days. Amen. All that's down below. If you guys want to support us, thanks so much for everyone that support. This is our Jehovah Jehovah T. Um, if you guys are on the pod, so maybe you're listening to audio, um, we I'll make sure I link all this stuff in the description below in the show notes. Thanks so much. I hope you guys were blessed by this. We're doing a whole study on just the gifts, the foundation, give you guys more clarity. And I hope this excites y'all to go back and to study the scriptures yourself, to meditate on it, be prayerful in your uh, studying when you're studying God's word. Amen. Tap in if you guys are on the tube. Hit the subscribe button. Like this video. Share this with someone that might bless them. In Jesus' mighty name, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.